What's up, everybody? This is Moonshine sitting here with my boy CC Stats. What's up, brother? How we doing over there? <laughs> Dry January is over, folks. You didn't get the normal track fan. You need no. the can. <laughs> well, to be honest, I wasn't going to drink today. And it was just a long day. And then I was like, I came home and I was like, God, I just want a Coors Light, a cold Coors Light. Looks like you got a little little uh, skinny Michelob silly over there. I do. Well, I went to the fridge. Brooks Kepka over there. Yeah. I went to the fridge. Wife didn't know I was going to do this. And I said, I looked in the fridge upstairs. No Coors Light. Go downstairs. No cans of Coors Light. Because I was going to bring it upstairs and shotgun it right in the kitchen. (laughs) Shotgun mom. Why not? And all I had was a bottle. So I grabbed the bottle and stood at the top of the stairs and tipped it back and got down on one knee. And damn, that beer was cold. Finished <laughs> that thing in about a minute and a half. So then this is my second one. So that's all I got left. I mean, I have other stuff, but I'm going to go light tonight. So we got a little Mick Ultra action. Yeah, so I want, to, I, I want to know when you crossed over to Coors Light, because you were a Miller guy like track man. What Ooh. happened? You just realized that it's shitty beer and then you decided you needed to try something else. You know. I think with drinking all the IPAs, that's kind of where the change started a little bit. And I don't uh-huh. know for a fact, because in the wintertime, I don't drink a lot of Miller, had not drank a lot of Miller Light. Last year, we'd drink a Miller Light and just, God, just the taste didn't taste the same as I felt like it used to. <clears throat> so then summer last year, as you know, the boy played All-Stars. And the night that we had to pick the All-Star teams, my two assistants... They said they like Coors Light. I was like, all right, I'll get you some. I'll throw it in my car. You guys can, because I got to confer with them. Like, like I would run down and talk with them and they would drink the Coors Light. So they left me like four. So I brought them home, threw them in the fridge. So like two or three days later, it was a hot day, cracked one open. I was like, damn, that tastes pretty good. And I had a couple more, <laughs> you know. The transition. Finish them. So All-Stars finish. And I think I'd had some out with some guys, some of the guys one night. All-Stars finished and we go to Costco and. We're loading up for the beach, and I walked right up, grabbed a 36-pack of Coors Light. My wife goes, I married you because you were a Miller Light guy. I go, well, <laughs> this is what you got. <laughs> I'm a changed man. That's right. So I no longer like to drink biscuits. <laughs> Cold biscuits. <laughs> yeah, they, they brag about their, their malt and their triple hops or whatever, but yeah, they got plenty of malt in there. Throw some rice in there like your boys at Bud Light. Or cores. You get a cold cores and some wings, man. There's something. So I'm kind of all in on cores as my secondary, but cores is good for me with certain different things. So if a really cold, one of the 10 aluminum can cores is yep. one of my favorite that or a cold draft cores light, like with some wings or something out of the bar. Both. So if it, so if it's a, you know, if it's a cold bud light or a cold cores light off draft, that's fantastic for me. I think I can probably put Coors Light down a lot faster than I can a Miller Light now. I bet you can. <laughs> There's no reason. I, is there a reason why I drink Bud Light, dude? It's sweet. <laughs> How many times do I have to, have to tell you? It's rice. <laughs> Throw them rice in there. It's, <laughs> it tastes like a That's coat. what we need to do. We need to get a, somebody from Miller Light and Coors Light on the podcast. Kind of right. Just but a anyway, debate. This is, this is not a beer podcast, but yes, folks, your boy CC Stats Completed dry January for the first time in his lifetime. It wasn't that hard. I'll be honest. I did 31 days. I had one little point where I thought I was going to have a hiccup, but I stuck to my hop water and just straight up water and some green tea. And your boy was golden a week and a half in. Didn't even think about it. Just a mindset, dude. That's right. Because I know when I did it last year, it was kind of 
you get in a routine, you just kind of get used to it. You kind of yeah. find your substitute like we were talking about, and then it, then it just works. So, yep. Cheers to you, brother. Cheers. Cheers to everybody out there that did dry January. Here's to a, here's to a uh, drunkard February. I'm drinking a little 8.7 or in, in honor of your dry. There you January. go. There you go. <laughs> little flying dog, dude. I'll tell you a good mix pack, a 12 pack mix pack, which I think flying dog distributes all across the country. So people that listen to this in other places, but flying dogs, 12 pack IPA mix is fantastic. You know how you usually get a mix pack and you just have one of the beers that you just muscle through because it's not it's not yep. great, right? Yep. This one, all of them are good. Like they're all, all right. fantastic. I've always liked Flying Dog, but they their blood orange IPA is awesome. That's in this one. They're the truth, the Imperial IPA mm-hmm. that I'm drinking right now. 8.7, but it doesn't taste like an Imperial Imperial IPA. You know, most of the time they're medicine-y too alcoholic. Yep. Tastes great. And then the next one I'm gonna go into is Ooh, the Royal, Royal Crush. Crush. Yeah. <laughs> juicy IPA. Love that. And then Love they had an experimental one that was in a blue label, and that was great, too. It was some citrusy hops, and man, it was, it was fantastic. I mean, we might have to do a beer podcast. Yeah, yeah. Coworker of mine, I'd never, I haven't Delicious. been there. Delicious. Dad's, sheet. Have, you, have you put it in? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut yeah, you off. Have you put it in the cold glass, like you do the freezer mug? I have. I, have. I don't normally, but I have, yeah. It's a, it's a good bet. Next, you should, next, you should get on it. Next time we're on, I'll, I'll bust out my tall Pilsner glass. Got a real tall one, Monty. So what you're saying, you've been there before to the brewery? No, no, no. A coworker of mine, I actually hadn't heard of this brewery. Asked me if I'd been to Commonwealth Brewing Company out in Fairfax, and I I hadn't. I don't say still don't even know where exactly where they are. I know they're in downtown Fairfax somewhere, but I looked them up, and holy cow, they have a ton of beer, a ton yeah, of dude, beer. Dude, their their beers are fantastic. I think Commonwealth. So here's my triple three is Commonwealth, Triple Crossing, you know, that's in Richmond, mm-hmm. that's Falcon Smash, all those in Aslan. Those are like my three of Virginia, close to here, good breweries. The For, for Virginia beer, those three breweries are fantastic. Commonwealth, it's money, dude. So like they're out of Virginia Beach, like yeah. uh, Newport News, I think, or Norfolk. They have some really good beers. Their beers are expensive, but they they got some good four packs. I tried them. My brother-in-law lives on the Eastern Shore, so he pops over to Virginia Beach area quite a bit and told me about them. He's like, dude, have you tried Commonwealth? Commonwealth's like the next triple crossing. Or he's a, he used to live in Richmond with all these nice micro brews. And I started trying them. They have some fantastic beers. Big Poppy, Poppy Chulo. I saw that. All those. I might have yeah, to roll by there. Maybe yeah. make a little stop tomorrow night they're on the way from work. Get some. I the know. Weekend. We're actually down in Fairfax downtown. I forgot about that. I'm glad you brought it up tomorrow. Going a little, going to a little Paw Patrol. Oh, there you <laughs> <Get> go. <laughs> Let's go. But I might have hey, to go to Commonwealth before, man. You yeah, got to do what you got to do. We're dads, man. Well. Kids I, get off, a good time. I get off work around 4 45, 5 o'clock. So probably be there by 5 15. You trying to go to Paw Patrol after? Mm, I might have to pass <laughs> on that. Been there, done that. Thank you, though. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, you got to do what you got to do for the family. So, but on the golf, man. So, dude, uh, the golf world is always nutty recently, right? But COVID, post COVID, Lyft, PGA, nothing is getting like quiet on, the, on this golf scene, man. 
big, uh, did, just, getting bigger. Uh, and you you posted. I guess we could start with this one. Is you posted a video of Rory in his press conference, AT and T, going into the whether live players should be able to come back, and he's doing a full flip flop, right? So he's just kind of saying like anybody can come back. Yeah. It, What's going on? I don't know. I don't know. I I your boy your boy our former uh, co co host Trackman, he he sent me a message on the gram the other day he sent me the foreplay their thing where it said let them come back i don't think there should be punishment and he goes this guy is a joke and i don't think rory's a joke by no means but obviously i think going back to last june the whole thing the whole uh not the merger but the agreement that threw him for a loop i think him leaving the pack that everybody kind of saw i wonder i wonder if they've thrown money at him They've considered like they're trying to throw money at him to get him to come to live. You think so? I well, I heard know. I heard some rumblings that he and it could have been just deep troll Twitter rumblings, but saying that he's been talking a little bit with Liv. It wouldn't honestly, based upon I mean, I, I part of me doesn't blame him, but I think it would be he would probably get cru- crucified in the media. Oh yeah. Just because of What's all going on? What's probably going to happen? You know, they're saying that a deal is imminent any minute. I know that the PJ Tour just announced yesterday that they struck a deal with SSG for a $3 billion investment. That's huge. And that's not, and that has nothing to do with the PIF, but the PIF, that's going to happen. I mean, I truly think they're not going to wait until the Masters to get this done. I'm predicting that this is going to be announced before they come back to the East Coast to, on the PJ Tour. Well, I think the problem with it that I'm reading is just the, justice system and all the, yeah. the oversight for the for the PIF to get involved with this. So that may take, I don't know how, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not in like litigation or whatever of these deals or whatever, but I'm not sure how long that takes. You know, I don't know if it's, that's a year kind of thing. If it's but they can strike an agreement. Weeks. I guess they could. Yeah, I guess which, they could strike a, a, a verbal or, ri- or definitely a written agreement more than the framework agreement that, hey, this is going to happen, this is going to be the investment, and then I guess the courts work it out or the Which, justice system. On on that note, it makes a lot of sense that they're keep continuing to sign players, John Rahm, Tyrrell Hatton, Adrian Moronk. So it makes a little sense because obviously Liv's not going to go away this year. That's not the they're, Nobody's jumping over and going to play the PJ Tour this year. Now, we get into maybe they've kind of figured things out and have this agreement, and you get into the fall, and they've kind of ironed it out. Now you have a merged tour. Two tours have merged, and they can cross-brand each other, and some guys can play here, and some guys can play there. I could see it happening, but I I, I think it's going to happen. But yeah, going back to Rory, like for a guy that was, I don't want to say he was against it all, because he was pretty vocal. And now, I would prefer almost him being just not as vocal about it, and just keeping his mouth shut. And then if he decided to leave, because if he leaves, if, if nobody's saying he's leaving, if he's talking and he wants to leave, I think it's going to be a little bit harder, but yeah, I mean, he's going to have a rough road if he leaves. I mean, his, his whole reputation kind of just goes to shit. I mean, yeah, because it, because if you go that hard about supporting the PGA tour, you're doing the TGL thing, you're, talking all this trash about all the guys on live leaving and not loyal and lying to you all the time. And then your boy Rom goes over and it's like dramatic, like, okay, now everything's cool. You know, everything's you, cool. You, you treat, like- you treated Sergio like shit. 
and yep. didn't talk to him and all this kind of stuff. Not to <laughs> bag on Rory. It's just, it's, it's kind of, to me, to me, it's a PR move. It's just his PR team. That's like, Hey, you need a, get out you need to kind of, of get your, get out in front of it. Kind of either if, if he's going, if he's not, it's like, Hey, you need to repair your image with the, the live supporters, so they like you too to pull the tiger kind of move where yeah. you know he kind of the tiger MJ point of view where you're just trying to get every fan no matter who they are and what side they are kind of thing just seems like a big PR campaign crap yeah. which I, which I can't stand you know because then yeah, you, then you start thinking that those guys aren't as as genuine as you might have thought you know you know I think where it may have started where what what was the tournament was it the was it. Where was the tournament? He said he didn't speak to the media. That was after. Wasn't it in the fall? There was one that he didn't speak after, what? or he didn't speak after the Masters. No, this was like uh, last then, fall. I feel like he last fall he did it too. I feel like I, I could be wrong, folks, but I, I feel like I feel like that might have been the turning point. And then obviously they kicked the shit out of us in the Ryder Cup. So I feel like he kind of opened his eyes and probably those guys opened his eyes a little bit. Like, look, understand, like they, they tr- probably told him what, what live is all about and kind of let him hear their side, which probably makes sense. Obviously Ron bought into it. And obviously I am sure he misses the camaraderie of playing with some of the better golfers. Not, not, not that the guys that won the Ryder cup were terrible because they kicked our ass, but I think there's some other guys that could have played on that too. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, very interesting comments from Rory, and obviously Spieth jumped in and said he's heard both sides, as he's one of the guys on the pack. He's heard guys that have been for and guys that have been against. So who knows? I mean, I think I, I, I think if there's tr- going to be a true agreement, there's no way they can penalize guys coming back. It's not going to happen. No, they can't. Yeah, they're not going to be able to do that because it's got to be it's got to be a smooth transition. And I think in in that agreement, they're going to have to have terms that there's not punishment for the guys taking the live money. Well, and I think, and I think the setup that they're doing right now with the equity investment and stuff is a way to sweet, sweeten the deal. Right. So it's like the, they get the equity investment. The PGA tour guys are happy, especially the top PGA tour guys that have the equity stake in the, in the PGA tour. So then the, then they're going, okay, we're going to let these guys back, but not fine them, you know? So that yeah. kind of sweetens the the deal a little bit. Well, and I wonder if there were an agreement is worked out, let's just say, let's just say obviously in the next three weeks that the PGA Tour announces after the Masters, like they're going to allow them to come back and play whatever events they want. But, you know, you got to play a minimum fine. Like I could see maybe a minimum fine. I don't know. Or pay. So I don't know. I could see it. I don't, I think they will allow them back. There might be some things, but some guys might say, all right, cool. We'll pay it. Whatever. I mean, look at Burton Wiesberger. He's back on the DP World Tour, and he played for Liv. Right. And DP didn't give a shit. They they said, come on back. Let's go. Just pay your fines. Whatever. Yeah, some, a couple guys did that. I think like pa- Pablo Lazarball did that, I think, too, right? He was on the, the Fireballs, I think, the first year. Mm-hmm. A couple other guys did that. But the other thing that's weird, too, is like the DP World Tour was supposed to be that, – that's going around. The DP World Tour was supposed to have this really close relationship with the PGA Tour – and then there's really not a mention of them yeah. in this deal or what's going on. It's just, it's a lot of backdoor kind of crap. So when Spieth responded to it, had me a little worried that maybe they are going to try to roll out and, and roll without Piff though. 
Because his so? his the, the way that he his he was trying to be very not to say the wrong thing. He he was being smart. I could tell he wasn't doing a Rory and just like blurting out and, and kind of giving honest answers. He kind of was trying to stay behind his his PR kind of thing too. But the thing that he was saying is that we really might not need them or whatever, you know. I'm not gonna put words in his mouth, but it was something to to the terms of that. I'd find that hard to believe. I think there's too much out there that that's gone on that <clears throat> I mean, Monaghan and rumor has it was in Saudi Arabia a couple weeks ago. So I find it hard to believe. I think, I don't know. There's probably a lot of backdoor stuff going on that obviously even the media doesn't know about. And you hear rumblings of certain things. And I just feel like the path for them to come back is through the PIF. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I mean, I think that, I think if they get, I, I think that they need to have, still have that deal go through because I think if the PGA tour says, hey, we're doing it on our own. We got our investor. We got $3 billion. Screw the PIF. It's going to mm-hmm. be a, a horrible decision because it's just going to continue to divide it because then the, the PIF is just going to destroy them with cash. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to keep slowly pulling the... I mean, because they've proved that they could pull even the guys that they didn't think they could pull. You know, yeah. they, they have done a good job. One, with these young guys. I mean, they're pulling... You know, a couple of these young guys. You got Caleb Surratt, what won the the SEC, I think, last year, right, as mm-hmm. a freshman from Tennessee. The you know they're recruiting other people. We had the behind the scenes, not to shout out any of our friends, but there was rumblings that the shark was in our town. So I, was, right. I had I had no rumblings. It was a fact. So, so I have some thoughts. No, it's a fact, but I'm not going to like allude to where he was seen. But I have rumblings to to my own conspiracy that maybe he was meeting with Michael Brennan, the, uh, really? the star from Wake Forest. Man, top ten. I mean, they just got Caleb. So, I mean, why was he in D.C.? He's got a private jet. He can fly to uh, Saudi Arabia or wherever through Miami International because he lives in Florida, right? Like, why why is he well, in D.C.? He might have been flying through wherever to go to D.C. to go to Mexico. I don't know. I mean. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> just saying, dude. Look, it was a oh, fact. This is, this is complete speculation. So I told you it was, he's either making with Michael Brennan because I was like, what professional or soon-to-be professional golfer do we have in this area that could be capable of playing on live? And when I was thinking about it, I was like, it was the Brennan kid because he's top 10 in the country on pga tour you with wake forest and then and then the other one was if he's having a meeting with trump you know dc but uh, do they even have an event at trump dc this year that's what i'm saying that i just thought of that tonight so maybe my theory's right if it it comes out it it was not a rumor that greg norman was in town it's a fact that he was in town and this part of your podcast has bought Brought to you by George's Little Boss Sauce. George's Little Boss Sauce tastes like home with a little bite of full natural flavors, spicy peppers, cilantro, herbs, and onion. Simple ingredients that create a unique taste that you'll never forget. Put it in all your favorites, I just like I do. George's Little Boss Sauce, as you guys know, is a favorite of Moonshine and I. You can get it at the uh, Italian store. I don't think you can get it at Norm's anymore. There's a couple other places. Next podcast, I will read off a list of all those places in the Northern Virginia area you can get it. But... This part of your podcast, this rumor mill slash fact, was brought to you by George's Little Boss Sauce. <laughs> Thank you for our sponsor, George's. <laughs> dude, we, I love, we love us some boss sauce. Got to get I some know, more. Dude. I know, dude. I got to load up. Actually, was near Norm's. You know, thought he was still at Norm's. So we were eating dinner 
down in Vienna, had a little date night with Aaron at the nice restaurant Clarity. I don't know if you've been down there. It's a silly mm -hmm. restaurant right on Main Street, kind of downtown Vienna. But I forgot to go to Norm's right after it because I was going to go to Norm's and get some Commonwealth beers and get some boss sauce. If you still have well, there, but... I got a, I got a hookup that lives about two miles away from Georgie. I'll make sure we have both have a jar at least for the Super Bowl. How about that? Nice. Let's go. I need some for my eggs, man. That's good stuff. But dude, uh, you know, as we were kind of talking with with the PGA Tour and everything, you got the Pebble AT and T this week, the elevated events, or what is it? The not the they don't they call it the it was elevated event last year, but it's the premier event or something or I the don't I don't know what they're calling it now, but basically, <laughs> I'll call it the elevated event. And then you got Live Mayakoba. Dude, I'm not. I was telling you the off air is I'm kind of getting a little excited for the live tournament. Just kind of curiosity to see how it goes. I mean, we've been a couple years into the live. I've enjoyed watching it here and there. I really enjoyed watching the team championship that I talked about before. But I am interested in this tournament. I'm a Rom guy. Yeah, uh, I kind of am jacked up that he's on there just to see if that makes me a little bit more intrigued. Cause I've, I've always loved watching Dustin Johnson. I've always loved watching John Rom. So it's kind of, they, they have got two of the guys post tiger that excited about watching. So now that they got both, it kind of makes me a little bit more intrigued to watch it. Your boy might be a little bit more intrigued than he's been in the past. And I'll probably watch a little bit on Saturday and Sunday since I got double screens. but your boy put a $2 bet on Brooks Kepka to win this week. Do they got it on on DraftKings now? MGM. Or no? I moved over to MGM about six months ago, so they have it on MGM. Really? The one thing I don't like about MGM that I haven't been able to find is I can't parlay like a top five, a top ten, or win like stuff like that. I haven't found it yet. It just hasn't been worked. But yeah, they have they have lived straight up. Dang, just the straight up the winner. They don't they don't have they don't have the ten twenty thirty. They we do they have prop have bets or anything or, okay, or team bets? You can parlay. They have parlays for like one, two, three. I'm not. I'm not sure what this means. I'd have to go back and look at it. They do have prop bets. Leader top five after the first round. Tournament winners, final placements, round leaders. They got. They got a whole bunch of stuff on MGM. Yeah, that's tight. Dude, Liv is just. They're capitalizing off off the PGA Tour shortcomings, dude. Yeah. I mean, with they got this new thing that's basically going to be their master's app kind of style where you can just pick whatever golfer you want to watch. So for someone like me that loves the master's app, obviously, for, for numerous reasons, but especially with gambling where you just mm -hmm. put, okay, I want to watch Tiger, Dustin, Rom, and Cam Smith, and you just get every shot that they, they put out there. Whereas you're going to get most of their shots if they're a star, but I mean, there might be somebody... Yeah that you really want to see that maybe isn't a star that, I mean, how many times have I wanted to watch some of our guys that we've had on the show that yeah. are in the mix and they show if they make a birdie once, like they maybe show one of their shots, you know, and yeah. they might be even in like third place or like fourth place, unless they're in the final group, we don't really get to see them, which, which is a flaw of the PGA tour. And everyone's always talked about that is what, can you just have, you pick who you want to watch. You watch as much as you want to watch. That way you can just see a lot of golf. And they're just trying to capitalize off all of those shortcomings, which is a smart business model. And then also, 
they come out with this new formats where I the the couple things that their adjustments that I like is the last round on Sunday. Sunday. Everybody it, counts. Everybody counts because you can't have somebody yeah. no hate on Pat Perez, but when he had a bad round a couple times and then the aces win every time. Yep. Now it counts, you know. Yep. So everybody kind of brings every, levels the playing field a little bit. It does because then then you decide okay who actually is the best team. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like who's 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 has three players that are hot the whole tournament. You know, it, it's literally like everybody has to either play solid or play really well. I did see this too. The season long individual standings. Season long individual standings will retain will retain the lock zone for positions one through twenty four. So if you're one through with twenty four, you're locked in for the next year with updated cutoffs for open zone twenty five to forty eight. The drop zone will be 49 and below. Players finishing in the top 24 secure their spot next year. Players 25 through 48 who are out of contract will need to be re-signed by their team or picked up by another team. That's that's huge. That's cool. That's going to be a nice draft lottery, you know, when when those guys go free age because that's a that's a big group of people. Yeah, so it's going to be it's going to be a lot of shuffling, you know. Yeah. Individual bring- points will be again awarded for the top 24. Prize money payouts have been adjusted. I don't think I realized that not only the top three teams get paid out each week. The top three do? Yeah. I think it's all like team wise, like your team event. I think the the team and I, I think this is this year's. I could yeah, this is this year. Top three teams, three million to the first, one point five for second, five hundred for third. Nobody else gets paid. And then everybody gets paid one through fifty four with fifty two through fifty four getting fifty grand. That's the least amount of money you get. That's so pretty solid. With you four have, million, <laughs> yeah, you have a me. terrible <laughs> tournament. You shoot like eighty-five, like three days in a row, and you get fifty grand. That's that's pretty good. But and I guess have, if you get kicked off the tour after one year, that wouldn't be great. But but still, well, you could collect a nice hundred. Kudos to live. Kudos to live too. I mean, they're going head to head somewhat this week up against Pebble, and then next week they're going up against Super Bowl weekend. However, they're smart enough to realize they need to finish before the Super Bowl does. Yeah, that's pretty tight. So I think it's and it's because I think it's cool that they're playing in Vegas. So yeah, it's going to be another duel too because West Management's that weekend, right? Yep. Yeah, it it's is. always leading up until the Super Bowl, and and I usually watch the West Management, you know, right up into the NFL pregame. But yeah, man, I mean, I'm excited about this year, dude. Okay, I've never, you know, we only hated on Live for a little while, and I'm giving them a shot. They're doing some cool stuff for the fan experience so you can't hate on it and i'm a john rom fan man the legion 13 got me a little jack yeah their logo <laughs> I, I got a little juice with with Romy with the dude uh the, i like the one that has the lion and then has the legion 13 yeah. around it that that's sick dude they just looking at the live schedule here so they're in vegas next week they go to miami the week before the masters i'm just looking at the u.s schedule in June, they're in Houston, the first week in June. Then Nashville, the third week in June, and then they close. They are in at the Greenbrier again. I don't know if I, mean, I don't know if that's it, or they just haven't put a schedule out past that. They got a schedule up to August sixteenth or eighteenth. I haven't seen anything past that. So. Well, and in the, in the, in the other edition that we didn't touch on the the last thing was the wild card thing. So it's kind of like a sponsor's exemption. You got two wild cards each event. Mm-hmm. So this week, I guess, is Hudson Swafford and Lori mm-hmm. Cantor, two guys that were 
on the first year, kind of like Brent Wiesberger. I've what's his last name again? Wies- Wiesberger. <laughs> Wiesberger, yeah. Kind of like him, you know, that, that was on the first year and then was off. So that's pretty cool. Because so they play it, as individuals? They play as individuals. And I don't know how it goes, though. So, like, if they play well, do they get picked up by another squad? Or I really don't know how that goes if they get a contract. But the rumblings, which the rumblings were in social media for months, and your boy Trackman had a lot to say about it, is that <laughs> is that AK is coming back in Saudi Arabia yeah. in March. I mean, is, do you, do you, I heard that today or read that today, and I was like, kind of makes sense for him. Like he didn't mm-hmm. probably doesn't want to play more than fifteen times a year, right? I mean, the guy hasn't been nobody's. He literally has been. Everybody's saying he's been like a ghost. He doesn't have social media. And I kind of don't blame him. I mean, if he wants to play, cool. I don't, I don't, doesn't bother me about playing, but I also want to, I want to see him play. I want to see how, what his game's like. Don't, don't come out and shoot 82 for like three weeks. Like if you shoot right. 82, like, but I don't, I don't think he will. He's truly been working on his game, but I don't blame him. Like, why would you want to go through the grind of the PGA tour? Just go play on live. Right. You don't need yeah. I mean, that, hard. that, that makes sense for him. Cause it's a quick money grab. And if he if he fails, he at least gets probably enough money to meet that yeah. insurance policy or whatever. So Is that does that, ten. I think his insurance policy was like ten million or something. So I think that supposedly through Twitter and all these people talking about it is that his negotiation is with Liv is just like, hey, give me the amount for my policy. Which would make sense for him, but they probably don't want to do that until he plays, till they can see him yeah. play, you know? Yeah. Which may be why he maybe comes on as a wild card and proves whether he can play, and then they're like, okay, we'll give you 10 mil. <laughs> yeah, because then if he doesn't play well, then he could say, all right, PJ Tour, I want to come back and play there. Right. Smart move by him, it's gonna be a It's going to be a tough road, though. I mean, I think he he has the talent. Or at least had the talent. I mean, I was young when he was he was coming along, but I remember him, and I remember when he was in Presidents Cup and Ryder Cup and stuff. But he, I think the story and the intrigue. Everyone's like, who cares? And then the a lot of us are are kind of interested. It's it's the story of the guy that was the new up and coming, not Tiger, but the guy after Tiger that was flashy, had the cool clothes, was pretty aggressive on the golf course had the nike deal the big buckles yep you know one one three tournaments one three Tigers. tournaments young and and just had a lot of promise and then fell off the planet yeah. <laughs> so it's like it's one of those things it's a mystery kind of thing because the dude fell off the planet in the golf world and everyone's like where the hell is this dude for years and there was always rumblings that he was coming back and no one talks about him no one like no one yeah. talks to him Except Scribner, I guess, but he doesn't talk about. I guess he probably doesn't isn't allowed to really talk about it because I think a lot of people over the years have tried to get stuff out of him, and and he he doesn't really talk to his his old coach. But yeah, man, it's an interesting story. It'd be a good thirty for thirty if he actually comes yeah. back and and It'd balls be a great out thirty for thirty. <laughs> now, if he comes back and flops, then it's gonna be it's gonna that story's just gonna go away, and and the old AK <clears> fable <throat> is gonna gonna fall off but dude if he comes back track man is hating on him but if he does come back and ball that is a sick story that would be fantastic hey man like 
The podcast is open for Trackman to come out and air his grievances. I know he he had he was coming at his stats. He had I mean everything about it. he's like AK's trash. He there's no chance he's any good anymore. He's like, I gotta get on and, and say my piece, but I said, I'll send you the invite. Come on. Yeah. And you did. You sent it to him tonight. Let me see if I can pull up any of his trash talking here. But let's see. Uh our boy track man. Yeah, we'll put him on the pod without him being on the pod. So he goes, I hope this AKS is real. I also hope he shoots an 85 in his first round. You were sick. You left. Stay in silence. I hate quitters. <laughs> coming from <laughs> then he said, coming from the guy who quit the pod. <clears throat> if he was that good, he would have come out under his <laughs> Dallas log when Liv started. They had to offer a contract. He's just reaping the attention dollars. That's our boy track man, folks. That's our boy track man. Yes. Track man is a man of many words. Doesn't hold back. Says it like it is. We love him. We love him, dude. And not only do we love him, he gets up and down sometimes with his Kirkland signatures. Eh, sometimes. 